You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you for listening in and showing your love and support to our show. A defining moment is a moment you define or the moment defines you. The world needs to hear about your defining moment. We learn from it. We draw inspiration from it. We cry with you. We laugh with you. We celebrate you. This podcast is your platform to capture and share your story, a story that will build bonds within your family as well as your community. When you share stories, we all gain a better appreciation for the unique people around us that we would not normally converse with. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your neighbor, said hi to a total stranger, or even hugged a friend? Be interested in others. Be a good listener. Have that deep, meaningful conversation. Join the conversation. I'd like to acknowledge my beautiful wife, Margie, for her amazing work on this podcast. And to the guests that's taken their time and showed courage to come onto this podcast to share their story with you. This is episode number 20 with Ryan Smoke and Bryce Wooten of Team Tridat365. Ryan lets you in on his personal life and his competitive life and his big why. Bryce lets you in on his motivation, his passion, and his drive. Tridat365 lets you in on their trainings as well as their continued amazing journey as a team. Tridat, I appreciate your time and wish you the very best. I can't wait to watch you compete and to follow your journey. I believe in you. Tridat once said, every day we have a purpose to grow and inspire others to do amazing things. What inspired Ryan Smoke to reach out to Bryce? How did Bryce respond to Ryan's invitation? What does TRIDAT stand for? What is the path forward for this amazing duo? Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or a big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name. His bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions, playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustling. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? 
that you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled out H-U-S-T-L-I-N dot com. Today's special guest is Brian Smoke and Bryce Wooten. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. A few, uh, Probably about seven weeks ago, I reached out to you guys on Instagram under Tridat, spelled out T-R-I-D-A-T, and we'll get to that in a moment. However, you guys were both gracious enough to meet me at Whole Foods for about 30, 45 minutes, and from that moment on, I felt like there was a great human connection side besides the social media side, so I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Ryan, just so that you know, I follow you on Instagram as well, your own personal, mm-hmm. and I know you have a son, Logan. He just got a boot camp in the Air Force. And he did. Please tell him thank you for his services to this great country. Uh, absolutely. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely, man. Bryce, how's your workouts been? Oh, it's been very tough, but we're uh, working towards, you know, our... Iron Man in September, and we just got to keep on pushing, man. That's life. Yeah, I like it. Where's Iron Man? Yeah, Lake Hefner. Lake Hefner. September 22nd. September 22nd. All right, man. We'll get more information from you on that in a little bit. So, Ryan, I was going through your bio, and I'm really intrigued on what does a decathlete do, and what kind of training do you have to go through? When I uh, was in college, I went to Southern Nazarene University, mm-hmm. and I was there on a track scholarship the latter part of my uh, school years there. And I've always loved track. I've always loved doing multiple events, yeah. not just running or jumping or throwing. And the beauty of decathlon has 10 events. And so I was able to do all of the things, you know, not very well, yeah. but just good enough to not be embarrassed. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed the multifaceted aspect of training my body to do multiple different things. Yeah. And so that I think that just transcended after I graduated college into into life. Well, you said something in there where it was like, well, you know, I wasn't good at a lot of things. However, going to college and being a decathlete, it's something special because there's not a lot of people that can do that. No, it was one thing I learned early on in life yeah. is if I'm gonna, if I want something, I have to be able to to make it happen myself. Yeah, I had a, an amazing mother who gave me the tools and resources, but had a lot on her plate, mm-hmm. and so I strived to always please her yeah. and to make her happy. Yeah, and so going to college, you know, I started a company while I was in college. I had a window cleaning company. Oh wow! And so that was you know to make cash on the side. If I wanted to have a date, I wanted to have a little extra money. I, I needed like to, needed to do so. I had a busy schedule with <laughs> academics and with sports. It nearly made it impossible to go out and have a you know a job, and so I started something that I could do on my own time. Yeah. And so there's always something going on. Again, going back to the multifaceted time management, mm-hmm. you know, was always something I 
I, I look forward to. Yeah. And it's a challenge. Yeah. And it still goes on every day. That makes sense, man. You also went to Villanova or Villanova here, a type of leadership program. What was that about? In 2005, you know, I was in a management role within the, the company I was a part of, and I wanted to to be an even better leader and mm-hmm. always learn because you never get to that finish line when I'm now true, you know, I've done everything to be a leader. Yeah. And there was an opportunity at that time when online classes, you know, universities was really coming around. And my company said, we'll pay for it. And so Villanova had this, this, you know, several semesters of strategic organizational leadership. And I just, that just hit home to me. Yeah. And it was led, it had more of a military led focus. So one night a week, I would get online into an online classroom and headphones and go through the, you know, the structure of it. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved the philosophy. I loved how it correlated to a military background, even though I don't have one, mm-hmm. but I was just fascinated with it. And just the structure, the discipline, just something that I carried with me just from a personal, not just from a personal aspect of life, but into my professional life with what I've continually do, you know, doing leading. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that makes sense being a former collegiate athlete and it's about mental discipline. It's of course it's physical, but the mental side is probably one of the hardest parts to try to master. Right. So my next question is what, uh, what are your morning habits like? now as opposed to when you were in college competing well now it's it's truly on me you know when the competitions i've done for the last 10 years if i do it and want to succeed at it, it's because of me yeah you know there's it's not a team atmosphere i don't have a a coach or a university counting on me to to be a practice at from this time to this time here's your workout mm-hmm. so my routine now is i'm usually up slightly before 5 a.m nearly every morning Coffee is first and foremost. I have to get my coffee, sit on the couch, and and almost meditate. Yeah. You know about the day that's ahead of me. Just from a, what are my goals from the the training aspect of what I want to accomplish? What are my professional goals that I have to do with work? Yeah. And my personal with my children, with my girlfriend, everything. You you've got to just set the table for the day. Mm-hmm. And so thirty minutes later, you know we do that and we structure it. And set out to to accomplish the day. So that's yeah. my routine virtually six days a week. Wow. So do you have a rest day then? I uh, I do. <laughs> it it also it, it fluctuates throughout the week. Okay. Of sometimes it's typically it's Monday yeah. is the rest day. Yeah. And you mentioned your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Laura. Laura. Yeah. And does she work out with you or does she watch? She neither. No. <laughs> <laughs> she does her she does her own uh stuff, which is great. Um but she's a, just the greatest supporter. Yeah encourages me always there to to give me a you know you know the, the encouragement i need yeah. you know and i i couldn't be more thankful That's for awesome. how she, her role in my life yeah and you have a daughter as well i do yeah. i have a 18 year old daughter who leaves tomorrow actually leaves today to go to college in arizona oh wow so that's a a big point in my life yeah uh, empty nest yeah and my my son is a you know at OU he's mm-hmm. a junior and that's awesome. Air Force. So I'm just, I'm super proud of the two, two great young children I have. Yeah, that's awesome. I, first time I've been to Arizona was about four years ago because my wife, who's in studio actually today, she ran a marathon there and it, she's like, oh yeah, it never rains or anything like that. It's never cold. The first day, right? It rained. Like it poured. And I was trying to find where she started. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so Bryce. You're in school. Yes. You're going to UCO. I'm a junior at UCO. Yeah. 
trying to figure out what I want to like do with the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I was so moved by wanting to like start motivational speaking. I was like, if I can impact one person's life, then my job is done. Yeah, I like it, man. Well, I remember when we met at Whole Foods and the impact you left on me because you are you're you're a natural motivational speaker. I feel like, man, because I felt like I was juiced up after that meeting. Well, I appreciate that. I I just I just I gravitate towards people that have positive energy. I just want to be around people that are going places. Mm-hmm. And if I can help them in any way, then that's great. Yeah, man, that's definitely much appreciated. And uh, we need more people like you and your optimism and enthusiasm around here. That's for sure, man. And you have a brother as well, right? Yes, I have a twin brother. He is on the UCO drum line. He's been a standout for four years. Wow. Um, He is currently enrolled in welding school. He's uh-huh. going to be an aircraft welder at Tinker. He's got already an opportunity to go speak with them. So I'm really, truly blessed to have a twin brother that's stuck with me these last 21 years of my life my roommate (laughs) (laughs) i just got to (laughs) right took you a minute right there it actually did because i was thinking roommate roommate gotcha (laughs) all right right (laughs) so you're going to take your time getting in college go through college yeah man take your time and you'll find out what's right for you you'll know when you know it right well i originally went to college to go into finance and i was like you know, I already took, you know, that much math in high school. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. No thanks. Yeah. No more calculus for me. I'm fine. Thank you. No, no, no. You So you pretty much said bye, Felicia. Right, right. Finance. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like it. So scrolling through your Instagram and meeting you guys that moment uh, when we are at Whole Foods, as we were talking, Ryan, you said – you use a phrase, and it wasn't disabilities. It was a different ability. Different abilities. Could you? Would you mind explaining that a little Absolutely. bit more? Absolutely. You know, society, you know, has puts a label on everything, yeah. and that's doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. But you know, obviously, the terminology they use for is disabled, mm-hmm. and the beauty of Bryce is that he's never looked at himself as being disabled. It's just he has a different ability. Yeah. And it's contagious. And it's it's allowed me to see more of what it's like through his eyes yeah. to live, to function, to get around from point A to point B. And by doing that, you know, everything we do, it's, you know, it's a reason for us to have a purpose mm-hmm. and not to look at us as a, as a crutch. Yeah. We have, he has a different ability. Yeah. I have different abilities. Together we can do amazing things. Right. So I'm very proud of him. Uh, he has the right attitude. Yeah. And not once has this young man ever felt sorry for himself. I like it. That's awesome, man. The videos I've seen of you guys working out, Bryce, you're floating on your back in a pool. Right. Right? Which is in the backyard of my house. So. Yeah. How did how did that feel for you, Bryce, when you were able to do that? Well, I don't trust many people. Yeah. I'm a very closed-off person. and mm. I guess that's... Because I've been through so much stuff in my life. I don't let people in. It's kind of like a... I look at it kind of like a basement. If you can get that door open of my heart and soul, then you've done something. Mm -hmm. And... Ryan, in the last six months, has done things in my life that I'm forever going to be indebted to him. Mm -hmm. 
because he's made me believe in myself when I didn't even believe in myself six months ago. Yeah. I went from being incredibly depressed, you know, contemplating what my role in life was Mm -hmm. to trying to become a motivational speaker. And he's given me the tools to do that. He believed in me. He lit the torch in my soul to go out and get stuff done. Yeah. And you uh, you should definitely stick to motivational speaking, and you should probably end up trying to write a book one day. This is so, – you're something special, man. Well, I appreciate that. I'm so glad. Ryan, so how was that training when you helped him float on his back? What was that like? You know, for the record, I have no training in or background right. in any of this. Uh, even though I'm you know, I, in shape, I don't have a an educational background in physical therapy or anything of such. But uh, what I do have is the ability to to believe in somebody and to get them to believe in themselves. Yeah. And I believe with a you know it's the kind, nurturing, soothing voice and encouragement of positive words. You know we can get people to do a lot of great things. Yeah. And so, had I put Bryce in the pool on day one, it wouldn't have happened. It was five, six months of building a foundation mm-hmm. of communication. Because like, as I've mentioned to you before, this is a brand new world to me. Yeah, I've really never, I've never been around somebody for a long period of time that, in, in a wheelchair or anything to do with. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I've known his son for, God, how long? Oh, 12 years. 12 years. And we would have casual conversations. Hey, what up, Bryce? You know, yeah. we would go, go watch a football game or watch a basketball game. But nothing out, you know, where we would actually, like, do things together. And then out of the blue, I get this wild text from <laughs> Ryan Smoke saying, Hey, buddy, do you remember me, Ryan Smoke? I was like, okay, what happened to Logan? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What'd he do? Oh, no. He was like, hey, I've got a wild hair to ask you. Do you want to go run a marathon with me? I was like... I was thinking when I te- when he texted me, I was like, is this guy nuts? He knows I'm in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. And you guys have a whip. Right, right. We do. Right. Yeah. So I, I reluctantly said, yeah, I'll talk to you on Friday. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what has he got myself into? Bryce, you're a competitive Madden player, not a triathlon runner. Oh, no, this is not okay. Um, so we met on Friday and then he persuaded me to do it because it was something about it. He was like, the roar of the crowd, it's like, you want a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. Because as you know, I'm an avid sports fan. Mm Mm-hmm. So. And a video gamer too. Right. So, I don't know. And doing the marathon was just so infectious. Yeah. Having thousands of people cheering your name and. We weren't even doing it for us. We were doing it for the 168 people that unfortunately died in the Murr building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that last note rang of the national anthem, me and Ryan were like, okay, let's go do this for them. Yeah, I like it. So that feeling, Ryan, when you guys – well, let's let's talk about the whip. Mm-hmm. This whip, what is this vehicle that you're, you're pushing brass around in? It is. There's a great company out of – uh, Washington called Adaptive Star. Okay. And I have some, actually, some people I do know that do what Bryce and I are striving to get to, to doing is, you know, Ironman triathlons. Mm-hmm. It's a customized 
stroller mm -hmm. that can attach to the back of my bike and also I can push him in. And so it's more or less customized, more kind of to his dimensions. And as a side note, before I even reached out to Bryce, I went ahead and I had this thing ordered. Oh, wow. I mean, I put a significant amount of money into this. Yeah. And we can get into kind of the genesis of how we got to this oh, sure. in, in a moment, but I was that committed. Like, yeah. this isn't optional. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I know the door will open with the right person, mm -hmm. you know, or multiple people can have the opportunity to do this. And so this, this card is, it's beautiful. <laughs> Bryce and I are, are very much in tune to matching. We're yeah. very competitive. We're yeah. competitive. We want to make sure the, the cart, we call it a whip, yeah. matches what we're wearing, yeah. matches the bike, like all this it. stuff. Because, you know, <laughs> the ladies are noticing. We're like, yeah. <laughs> we're like the triathlon Deion Sanders. <laughs> right. Offense and defense, right, special right. teams, everything. Yes, yeah. yes. I like it, man. I like it. So, Ryan, how do you contribute to society? Great question. I, I've i always believed wherever you are, you have a, you have a moment to make an impact, mm -hmm. verbally or non-verbally. And in that time, you know, make the most of it. And sometimes when you least expect it is when amazing things can happen mm -hmm. through just the, the subtle gesture of a facial expression to make somebody's day better. Yeah. Or if, I mean, you make a, a poor facial expression or your attitude's off and we're all human. We have bad days. Absolutely. It can totally affect somebody's life. And I feel that our actions speak louder than words. Talk is cheap. Mm -hmm. Do what you say you're going to do. And everything will fall into place. Yeah. So, you know, contributing to society is giving somebody an opportunity to feel better about themselves. I love it, man. I love it. So has that led to try that? It did. Uh, roughly four years ago, you know, I started try that. Yeah. And the try has very little to do with triathlon. So I yeah. want people to know this isn't just triathlon based right and the dat you know it's kind of a you know since we're in the south it's yeah. a little bit of slang i'll try I'm, that yeah yeah i'm with you yeah, yeah the dat stands for do amazing things and so i've had this and i really didn't know what to do with it but i wanted something i was personally yearning for something greater mm -hmm. but i didn't know it at the time i knew there was that north star but i couldn't find it just yet yeah and so i've, I've started try that made up some stickers had some shirts had some some stuff. And at times I'd see somebody in need mm -hmm. and I had this great group of friends that I train with that we, you know, we would rally to it and help out yeah. and it'd be a microcosm, see problem, fix problem, yeah. move on. But I knew I needed something bigger, a bigger platform. And so in 2017, I had the opportunity to race in the Ironman world championships in Kona, Hawaii. So for folks who don't aren't fully aware of what an Ironman consists of, it's a 2.4-mile swim, followed by a 112-mile bike, oh, man. then a 26.2 marathon, nonstop. And so to be able to do that at the highest level was a, literally it was a 30-year dream come true right. that I saw when I was 12 years old in ABC Wide World of Sports. Like, I want to do a triathlon one day. Yeah. Well, my opportunity came through hard work, through a lot of stuff last year. And I remember going through the process of training and blood, sweat, tears, and had all my friends and family there in, in Hawaii. And I remember coming down that finisher shoot, and the light was so bright, yeah. and the people were cheering, and it was the greatest euphoric high yeah. of crossing that finish line.
But as soon as I crossed that finish line, as happy as I was, I a seed was planted. Ryan, you have to give somebody the opportunity of what it feels like, not just to cross this finish line, but to give them the the opportunity, the journey, yes, the journey of the blood, the sweat, the tears, whatever it takes, man, you've got to do it. Absolutely. And that was that moment because I had, I've I know people through acquaintances, I've seen them, and I've briefly spoken to people who have done this. You know, where you they're towing somebody in a kayak, pulling them behind a bike, pushing them in the cart. That is a phenomenal physical feat in and of itself. Absolutely. But these are father son daughter you know it's parent child connections mm-hmm. what's unique about Bryce and I is we're just two friends right. yeah. that I've known him in the past and so we're coming together to do this and so that's what led it was several months from basically October to January going networking who am I going to find to be able to to do this what yeah. parent is going to say can I have your child to put him yeah. in this car to go to go <laughs> yeah to run or do a triathlon I thought who, what mother or father would in their right mind let me do this with their their child? Right, right. And I thought, man, I know Bryce. I know his his mother and his brother. I wonder if, I wonder if. And I was just so apprehensive. I was so nervous to text his mother for the first time going, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> and just as a side note, my son spent a lot of years over at their house mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I knew how dynamic the family was and how supportive they were like, man, if if anybody's going to make this thing be the bright fit, it's going to be Bryce and his mother. Yeah. And so, you know, I reached out to his mother through a quick text, you know, kind of explained what I want to do. And, you know, then Bryce and I met, explained what I'm looking to do. And I started out very simply, let's just do a, a running race. Let's yeah. see how that goes. The marathon. The marathon. Yeah. And we did that in April. And But one thing I told Bryce, I said, we're going to go to the gym. And... <laughs> On Sundays, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go to the gym, and we're going to work on things. Because if we're going to do this, you're in. I mean, you are in with me. If I'm training, you're training. He smoothed it over with breakfast, so I had to say yes. <laughs> yeah, so we always make sure we're eating, but definitely eating proper eating habits is Absolutely. is imperative. And Bryce has made this phenomenal transformation over the last six months. And one thing I was impressed with him, and I told him, if I, we're going to go to the gym and we're going to do this, and I'm going to give you things you got to work on at the house throughout the week. If you don't do it, you're wasting my time. Yeah. And, and each week I get with him, I, I'd see little progress, more progress, more progress. I'm like, all right, this young man is he's he's wanting to do this and he's wanting to get better. So was, um, it was contagious on my end as well mm-hmm. to find ways and, and to really stretch that goal for him. And you know, over time, I could start to really see strength build in his leg. And so for Folks at home listening, Bryce, you know, has scoliosis. So he has a rod from his tailbone to his neck. Oh, man. And I know. started that my eighth grade year yeah. of high school, eighth grade year, I had a double hip surgery because my hips were coming out of socket. So they were like, we're going to have to take a piece of your bone mass and wedge it so your hips can go back in socket. So essentially, I was in a body cast for a month and a half. Oh, man. Lost 40 pounds of muscle and strength. Got down to, I believe, 86 pounds or something. Looked like I had just gotten out of, I don't even know. Looked like a skeleton. I remember Ryan and Logan seeing me in the hospital, and they're like, is this the same person? Yeah. Just seeing me lifeless and 
a hospital bed for a week or two. And then six months after that, I get my scoliosis taken care of. I've got a 200-stitch scar from the top of my neck all the way down to my tailbone that did the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, going into high school, people started changing. My dynamics of my friends started changing. I started getting into depression because I never saw myself as a person in a wheelchair. I I have been so blessed by having a mother and father and brother that didn't treat me like I was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. They knew that I was in a wheelchair, but they never acted like it. They always pushed me to do things right. You could even say that they put more expectations on me because they knew I had to fight. Yeah. And I've always had this fighter mentality. It may take me longer, but I'm going to get it done. Yeah. So when Ryan reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to go work out and do this? I was like, you're right. I I need to show, show these people. I need to show the people that didn't believe in me, Mm -hmm. that made fun of me and didn't give me a chance to prove them wrong. Yeah. And say, guess what? You should have rode with me when you had the chance. That's right, man. I like it, dude. Dang. I feel energized. I'm ready to go run a marathon. Let's do this. <laughs> so, Ryan, going back to what you're talking about, the rod, and Bryce explained a lot about that. You know, how did that affect the, the training, or has it improved? It's actually improved the training. Yeah. Uh, it's doing triathlon training. A lot of times, it's very much in a silo. Okay. What I do, I swim alone. I bike at home on the trainer. I run virtually alone. So it becomes very mentally taxing. Yeah. And you're always striving for something to motivate you, that next carrot out there. Yeah. You can only listen to your playlist so many times. Like, I've heard this song. And so being with Bryce and seeing how hard, you know, and dedicated he is to wanting to, you know, continue to get better, it was only more motivating to me. And, you know, I, I'm here putting these chores on him. You need to, you know, when you got to work on this, we got to work on that. You got to do this while I'm gone. I'm thinking, man, smoke, you better be physically ready yourself. Absolutely. And I can get as physically ready as I want, but if the mental aspect of it is where you've got to be, you know, on point and it's all, it's going back in your memory bank going the, the things that him and I have discussed from our past, even when I was a child, in his childhood stories, hearing those stories of how we're we're very similar in, in our upbringing, mm-hmm. um, that motivates me. Yeah. It, 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 there's a bigger picture because we both have a cause with Tridat. His story and my story are are different, mm-hmm. but there's a synergy between the two that come together, which we feel is beautiful, yeah. and it's only going to play out to where it's really going to impact people's lives. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. touch on that. I feel like everyone in this world is on the same path. Mm-hmm. We just take different routes. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Ryan have had similar lives, you know, but different, you know, years in between them. We both had a mom that, a rock star, because mm-hmm. both of our fathers, unfortunately, were addicted to drugs and alcohol and weren't there as much as they should have mm-hmm. been. So we had to rely on our mothers and grandparents to be the mom and dad yeah. for most of our lives. And 
I don't know if that kind of lit a fire under us. I know it did me because I, I told myself that one day I was going to show my dad that I was going to do something, yeah. you know, and unfortunately he's passed away now, yeah. um, through his addiction, you know, and I just want to, you know, dedicate me doing motivational speaking and dedicate me and Ryan's success to him mm-hmm. and say, look at your son. You may not be here physically to see it, but you're going to see it. Right. I like that, man. Yeah, Ryan, you're talking about the beautiful, both of you guys doing beautiful things together. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what really attracted me when I saw your Instagram post because there's tons of people that go that have these posts Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are about themselves or you know selfies. And I saw your guys's. I was like, man, this these two gentlemen, this is what they're doing, and I want to get to know what both of them are doing, where they're going with this, and so that's why I reached out and. I'm so thankful that we're in the same room together doing this podcast, man. Bryce, I got a quick question for you. I saw an Instagram post recently, and were you working out with Miss Oklahoma? Or yes. Or what's going on there? Cheyenne and I are very good friends. Okay. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> you know my, she's going to hear this part, right, right? Right, Okay. My personal trainer, Shepard, <laughs> who is a fantastic guy, actually said, hey, do you know that that's Miss Oklahoma over there? I was like, no, I don't. And he was like, do you want to go meet her? I was like, Okay, um, don't make it weird, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go over there, and you know, I'm just to go over there, and I introduce myself, and it was just natural. She is one of the most friendly, and the most lovely and down to earth people I've ever met. Yeah, she, but... she just made it to where like the wheelchair disappeared. She didn't look at me, the person in the wheelchair. She looked at Bryce, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's awesome. And hats off to you, though. Don't you think that comes with a lot of confidence for you to go and speak to her? Yes, because six months ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And Ryan knows that. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, this podcast is about moments like that, Mm -hmm. defining moments. Man, if there's a defining moment or moments that you would like to share with our listeners, we'd love to hear it. You know, I can recount on on both hands some really life-changing moments. Yeah. And the things that I think really resonate the most are those times where I can draw back on my, my past experiences and see somebody in that's struggling with something and be able to, to just communicate. And case in point is, you know, my story or my message through this is I'm not in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I have every ability in the world to do basically anything I want at any time physically. And I've I've been guilty of this as many people in society have is they want that next promotion. They want that, that raise. So they can get that bigger house, that better car, Mm -hmm. that that next vacation. They're always striving. If I just get this, I'm going to be happy. That's, that's it. That's the Mecca. And I've been there and I was like, what am I doing? And through my journey of training for Kona, I was, uh, racing for a cause genetic breast cancer research for these two women raising money and by doing that i was like man i'm finding more fulfillment in doing something for somebody else than i am for myself so my message is to people if you're one of those people who are striving to get that next car you know that next new toy Mm -hmm. that's gonna make me happy i strongly encourage you to find something that's gonna fulfill you giving back 
yeah. to a cause. It could be a one-time thing. By yeah. no means am I saying, go do a triathlon with somebody. <laughs> yeah. But find what works for you. I promise you, it'll fulfill you in a way that no material thing ever could do. Yeah. And that's the defining moment that I think all comes together. Uh-huh. That's been a culmination of my life mm. to give somebody that opportunity to go out there and find your why. Yeah. To do that purpose that's going to light that fire. Yeah. And Bryce is, has that as well, and it's contagious, for, you know, that synergy between both of us. We have the same goal. We want people to know and get comfortable with being uncomfortable, doing amazing things that you wouldn't normally do. Like, go randomly say hi to somebody. I guarantee that would make somebody smile. Yeah. Guarantee it. Because you don't know what they had planned the next day. Yeah, that's you- true. You don't know what a simple gesture could impact somebody's life. Yeah. The phrase, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, is one of my favorite ones. How do you relate to that? That's a good question. I always felt like an outcast. Mm -hmm. Because even though I didn't feel like I was in a wheelchair, people would always stare at me and come up to me and say, Hey, buddy, how you doing today? I'm like, or scream in my ear or be really loud. And Ryan's seen this, you know, where they'll just stare at me. like. And I remember the first time we went to breakfast after we worked out, he was like, why are they staring at you? And I was like, they do that all the time. I'm used to it. I'm like some attraction at an amusement park. Um, but, you know, I, I just want to break the social barrier that I feel like seeing people for who they truly are and not the machine that I'm in. Yeah. I love that, man. Ryan, how do you relate to that being comfortable with being uncomfortable? That's where real growth happens. End of, end of the story. I like if it. you have goals and you want to strive to be a better person every day, mm-hmm. you have to get comfortable yeah. being uncomfortable. I like it. And that's how the, the real growth happens. Because I guarantee you, if you would have told me six months ago that I would be an Ironman triathlete and that I would have gain the confidence that I do and a regular at the gym, I would have probably laughed at you and tried vegan food. I would have really laughed at you. <laughs> but um, but Ryan and I just have a, a special relationship. From the moment that we sat down and had a breakfast together, it was like the missing puzzle piece that he was trying to find mm-hmm. for his foundation fit with me, and I couldn't be any more blessed than I already am. Yeah. So, Bryce, the next question for you is, what's your defining moment? I was tired of being tired. Mm -hmm. I was tired of feeling sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. I was tired of saying, you know, you may be a competitive Madden player. Great. Good. That's not going to get you anywhere. You need to go out and do something. You talk about you wanting to do all these things and make a difference, but you're sitting in your playroom playing Xbox all day. That ain't going to get you anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, when Ryan reached out to us and, you know, we had a couple casual conversations and he said, why don't you try motivational speaking? And then random people that I didn't even know or know very well said, yeah, I could see you do motivational speaking. You know, people that I don't know from Adam. And I'm like, why didn't y'all tell me this before? (laughs) (laughs) Like even my family, who's been absolutely supportive, they were like, we could have told you that you could have been motivational speaking. I'm like, well, thanks for the heads up, fam. (laughs) 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 Because I've, according to my mom, I've always had that fire 
in my eyes, but have never really used it because either I didn't have the confidence or I didn't see it. Yeah. And I wanted to do sports journalism, but I feel like, you know, sports journalism, I would have to accommodate so, so much to myself where motivational speaking, I can just come and be me. I would have to, they would have to adapt so much for me to do it. Yeah. It's not very handicap accessible. It's not, not that that would be not a great job. It's just, I would have to adapt more. And I just feel like with motivational speaking, I can come and be the raw, sensitive person that I am. Yeah. And already become fully equipped. I like that, man. So you're giving yourself the best version of yourself by being raw. Right. And that's what Ryan said, that the key to having great success in life is being raw and don't be covered up by a mask. Because he said, six months ago, you were covered up with a mask. He said, I'm not trying to be rude to you, but I understand that now. Yeah. I was hiding my feelings. I was hiding from life because I didn't want people to come into my life and then leave. Because I I knew that I had had that. Because after my dad had passed away, the people that there that were there for me left as soon as the funeral was over and haven't heard from him since. Mm-hmm. And usually after you know, the funeral happens, that is when you need them the most. And the only person that was there for me was Ryan's son. Called me every week and said, hey man, you okay? Took me out for my birthday a month after my dad passed. Logan has been more more than a friend to me. Mm. He, like Ryan said, he's family. It's, It's it. We've known each other for 12 years. He's a brother to me. Yeah. Man, that's oh, okay. So I'm kind of teary out as well. Yeah, and too. one thing oh. through you know through that time frame, I never knew this that my son was this gracious, this giving. And my son's always been a phenomenal young man. But mm. when to hear stories like this, yeah, that you know my son would always stick stick you know with Bryce and be with him. And I'm hearing this stuff going. Man, I remember calling my son, calling Logan shortly after Bryce and I got back together. I said, I, I want to thank you. Just for what? Just for being a great young man. Yeah. Really. Because yeah. had you been conformed to what high school society thinks you should be, right. trust me, Bryce and I wouldn't be together. Yeah. You, you did great things, son. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And he all. Like when me and uh, Logan would have class together, he always made sure that if I didn't have my aid in the classroom, he made sure that I had everything. And if people gave me the wrong look, he'd be like, what are you looking at? He's mm. he's completely normal. He's one of the guys. Yeah. And Logan always made sure when I came to his house that I had everything accessible to where I didn't have to worry about you know anything. I could just be Bryce because a lot of people didn't take the time to see the real Bryce. They automatically looked at the chair and was afraid to ask, but instead they stared at me. Mm-hmm. I would rather you come up and ask me than just automatically assume. Because yeah. then I get uncomfortable and say, oh, you know, they're judgmental. Mm-hmm. And one thing that my mom was so good at was when she told me in high school, she was up front with me, she said, 
you know, I'm going to be up front with you, son. The girls in high school aren't going to, you know, you may not have that girlfriend or, you know, many friends that are girls because they're superficial mm-hmm. and they're too worried about themselves and they want the football player boyfriend or the wrestler. They're not going to take the time to get to know you. And I'm glad that she did that because, you know, it made me the person that I am today. I am so blessed to have a mom that I have because she never sugarcoated anything. If I wanted anything sugarcoated, I I uh, definitely did not go to my parents because mm-hmm. they were as raw and as, you know, natural and they just didn't sugarcoat anything, especially for me, because if they knew if they sugarcoated it and they stuck me out in life, I would get eaten up like a fish. Yeah, I agree. It sounds like your boy Smoke doesn't sugarcoat anything. I oh, my. Man. Our, fir- <laughs> our first workout, he said, if you're not complaining, we're not we're not doing anything. He said, no. He said, you're going to want to go home. And yeah. he he didn't understand my resilience as soon as I got in there. He told me to do a set of 10. I did a set of 20. I was like, I could be here all day. <laughs> yeah. Our first time together, you know, his, I, his comment was he did some curls. And he goes, he look, gives me this look. He's like, curls, get the girls. Yeah. I went, oh, man, we are going to have a good time, buddy. <laughs> you know, and one thing that him and uh, LV, his girlfriend, uh, we talk about is he acts, you know, 12. You yeah. know, I act. <laughs> I act about when we're together. We act about twelve on a on a bad day eight. You know that's good. Yeah, I mean, we just mesh. We have within the first five minutes of having a conversation, talking about football, even random stuff. You know, just life. We connected. Yeah, it's like we were meant to be together, and it's you know, it's a shame that we didn't hook up twelve years ago. Because imagine the, the havoc we. Imagine the havoc we could have done 12 years ago, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. but we're in the moment together and we're in it for the long haul. So even if I got to push him in, in his walker 40 years from now, that's, you know, <laughs> then we're really in trouble. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Mimi. Even if it wasn't 12 years ago, right now, you guys are doing this in the prime time. We got social media, you got all right. these digital things. It gets around the world quick and what you both, both of you gentlemen are doing are something phenomenal. Bryce, Prior to February, your morning habits have definitely changed from video games, Xbox, to now you're working out, Instagram star, working out with Miss Oklahoma, right? Cheyenne? Yes, is Cheyenne. That, is that her yes, name? Okay. Yes. And Ryan, for you, your mindset has always been, you know, dedicated, strong, focused. And and this, I feel like it's even driven you even more. It has. Yeah. Yeah. And your defining moment said, Ryan, that you said you like a whole bunch of defining moments actually led to Bryce's right. defining moment. How amazing is that? He's actually uh, told me that I need to enter myself in the local Madden competitions. He's like, is your top 100 in the world? And people don't understand that I don't even use both hands. Mm-hmm. I use one hand, my right hand, which is my dominant hand. And then mm-hmm. I make adjustments with the defense with my chin. And he's like, how do you do that? Yeah. He was like, I'm not even good with two hands, and you play with one, yeah. and you're top 100 in the world, and you're you haven't played in any tournaments. He's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> go go kick people's butt and show people that you deserve to be here. That's exactly right, man. So Ryan, what's uh when's this 
triathlon coming up. So again? September twenty second in Oklahoma City at Lake Hefner. It's a uh, we're all, actually this one. This will be our first triathlon together. We're okay. only doing a, a half half Ironman branded type of race. Okay. There's Ironman races and there's non Ironman races. So the distance is seventy point three miles. Okay. So one point two swim, fifty six bike, thirteen point wow. one on the run. So we're we're swimming in the in the the shallow wind, if you want to call mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. on this one. So we're excited for it. A lot of questions just in regards to just the flow of it. Right. I've done multiple, multiple races, but to do it in regards to, to pulling a him in a kayak, the safety of him with other swimmers around, it's not, you know, not bumping into us and right. unfortunately, you know, knocking him over to getting him then ready for the bike then for the run. Then the physical toll it takes on me, you know, to do this, you know, he's, you know, 125 pounds, the carts, another 40 pounds. So yeah. you're, you're, you, it, it wears throughout the day. So we're looking forward to it. Our goal for next year in 2019 is to, to do a 140.6 Ironman branded race. Wow. So there's a lot that goes into it because they're, you know, there are logistics to it. There's safety concerns to get it at that because you're doing now with 2000 athletes mm. versus 500 here in Oklahoma city. Yeah. So it's a much bigger scale. So we're striving to get to that point. To the, and our ultimate goal is to get back to, you know, to get to Kona in Hawaii, yeah. you know, at some point. Yeah. And so we know with the path we're on, if we do what, you know, we're doing, uh, things are going to happen. Right. And we're not trying to, you know, put a square peg into a round hole and we're just letting the flow happen. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see where it takes us. I like it, man. Yeah. One of our quotes that we have come up with, well, Ryan said that I take the credit for this, but. Our quote is, the first step to success is try, T-R-I. Yeah, that's true, man. I know we're going to be short on time here in a few minutes, but I want to get into your head a little bit more, Bryce. So, path forward, working out. I know that there are going to be times when you you don't have it in you mentally. Like, I don't want to do this today. What pushes you? Well, Hong, that's a great question. I don't have a choice. I need to show people with disabilities that they can do it. If I can make it, they can make it. Yeah. If I need to be the trailblazer for the people with disabilities, then so be it. God, it. God put me in a wheelchair for a reason, and this is it. Like My dad it. used to tell me all the time, son, when you find out what you're going to do in life, you'll feel it with every inch of your body. And let me tell you, this is it. Because I have never, <laughs> never had a fire and more passionate about helping people than this right here. Yeah. This is where I'm at home, where the chair is accepted. Being a motivational speaker and helping kids like me is where I'm supposed to be. Right. I like it, man. Ryan, same question for you. There's going to be days that you don't have it mentally. Right. Or, you know, just so what pushes you through that day, that time? I know Bryce is counting on me. And I'm counting on him. Mm-hmm. We're a team. Yeah. This isn't me doing him a favor. This is both of us having a purpose and a cause. And we know there's other families out there that are doing this. And we, they're inspirations to us. Mm-hmm. And we want that to be contagious for people who want to follow in our footsteps. That where it's not a, you know, a parent-child or sibling connection. It's mm-hmm. two people like us coming together. Right. And... So that's what we're doing, and we're thankful for for every day. And 
let's face it, there's days I just don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. But the goals that we have that we want to accomplish won't get accomplished if we take days off. Right. That's true. We're we're mainly thankful for the brotherhood that it's brought us. We're not. Yeah. The races is like an appetizer. The the bond that we have is the reason why we do this. I like it. My last question to you both, and we'll take this as Team Tridad. How does Team Tridad want to be remembered? I'll take it from you, Ryan. I want a legacy where people look back and they see Tridad gave people a vision to see things outside of what society views as truly important. Mm -hmm. Viewing somebody in a chair differently. Viewing somebody who has every gift differently. Like, I don't need that stuff to be successful. True success is being able to have a connection with a cause or with somebody that is for the betterment of society. Man, I love it. So how do we get in touch with you, Bryce? Well, you can follow us on Instagram at tridat365. So at T-R-I-D-A-T-365. Okay. And Ryan, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, that's... At Tridat365. Yep. Days so a year. I was going <laughs> to ask what the 365 meant, but yep. it makes sense to me. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Uh, wish Logan all the best and thank him again from us, from everyone for his services and sacrifice and your daughter on her first day or she's leaving today in college right and then bryce you're gonna figure out what you're gonna do in college motivational speaker sounds like it's a top of the list i'm gonna take care of some football first so yeah okay (laughs) i like it man well thank you guys so much again i appreciate your time thank you all right man